2: Ladies, gentlemen, boys and girls, cats and kittens, welcome to the J-Rod Concerts Podcast. This is your host, this and every episode, Jamie Rodriguez. Before we get started, guys, uh, we want to share with you that we are approaching a milestone of 30,000 listeners. So thank each and every one of you for being part of it. If you have a friend or family who's a music lover and who you think would love the show, send them over so we can reach that 30,000 milestone soon. But I just want to thank you guys from the bottom of my heart. Now, onto today's episode, guys. What a fantastic band. What a fantastic, fantastic band. Super malleable, mega talented, versatile to the core. They can do a little bit of everything. East of June, ladies and gentlemen. East of June started out actually in the best of ways. It started out as a Bumble connection, turned into a formidable band. Um, it started when Kyle Mortensen, a marketing excep- executive, got into the app, swiped right on Emily Rath, the main vocalist's profile, checked her music out, checked her pipes, and realized how good she was. Then they teamed up with um, Dirk Lance, which was the founding member of Incubus, for, to play bass, and they started collaborating, and they soon realized that they had genie in a bottle. They had magic. They grabbed musical lightning. So the band started, you know, performing as a trio, and the rest is history. They are critical favorites. Whenever you hear them, you're going to love them, uh, and we can't wait to see them on tour. Their latest single, Little Bird, came out in September 4th, just recently, and we have more music coming up, guys. So we thank all three of them, Kyle, Emily, and Dirk, for their time. We welcome you to the show, and uh, please check them out. Uh, amazing band east music.com and um, check them out on the socials as well uh, and next year when they're you know when god forbid we are back on tour and we can see live music again i can tell you right now they're gonna be firecrackers on stage so make sure you check them out so without further ado guys this is east of june on the j-rod concerts podcast Hey guys. Hey, how are you? What's up? How you guys doing?
1: Good.
2: Doing really well. Yourself? Good, good. So it's you two. Yes. It is us two. Perfect, perfect. perfect. Yeah. No, no. You, get yes. you, you get what you get. I'm sorry, <laughs> Dirk. It's not what I bargained for.
3: <laughs> <laughs> oh, Kyle's here. Oh, I
2: didn't think Kyle was making it.
3: Welcome, Kyle.
2: See, I what spoke up? too soon. Yeah. Oh, cool. hey, hey, there he is. Wow. <laughs> Look at that. Look at that band. Two different headquarters, two compounds. Apparently. That's how how are you guys doing today? Happy Friday.
1: Yeah, happy. Likewise. Friday. Uh, so you're you're out in Florida?
2: Out in Florida. Out in Florida. Trying yeah. to uh, how's trying to the road be... treating you in Florida? <laughs> the weather or the COVID, you said? The COVID.
3: <laughs>
2: I don't know. You know, it's up and down, Dirk. There's uh, they open a little bit and then people abuse, go to bars, no mask. Yeah like nothing happened and then we go back two months and so on and so forth. All right, well, <laughs> glad you're, uh, you're happy and healthy, so to speak. Mm-hmm. Thank you, thank you, Emily. Kyle, everybody, welcome. Um, you guys are so versatile, man. You guys are like the coolest band. Look at that. You take a song like Revel that you can pretty much split the dance floor into a million pieces. You like make <laughs> people dance till they melt. And then you just release Little Bird
3: mm-hmm. on
2: September 4th, and, which is the most beautiful delicate song you can you're like a swiss knife of music guys so uh, you, you guys have the whole spectrum so we're really happy to have you guys thank you oh, jesus that's a good way to start an interview It's like
1: that's the, <laughs> that's the compliment sandwich i'm waiting for the the, the part in the middle where you like but now let's talk about the parts that we yes don't i'm sorry but,
2: but at this time you're not a right fit for this role Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, but yeah. So, guys, we gotta we want to get to the you know the beginning of your band. I want to talk to you individually about some of the stuff you've done, which is pretty great. But first, Emily, um I hear that you have a love for hiking and the outdoors. Is this true? It is, yeah. Okay, okay. I need to ask this because you know what? I've been working hard all year, and some some friend of mine convinced me to go to Sedona and take some time off. And I'm an idiot, and I heard them because that's not me at all. I'm a swimming pool club sandwich kind of guy. And now I don't know what's gonna happen. It's like, is a rattlesnake gonna get me? Like, what's my one advice that you can give me? Like, what what the hell am I supposed to do?
3: Going out adventuring and hiking, you mean?
2: Yeah. In the
3: wilderness? (laughs) Um, Hey, bring some water, bring some snacks. Okay. I'm just like, like for me during this time, I feel like being in nature has been kind of the one thing that keeps me centered and just kind of like, Yeah me feel better because it's just like stuck inside all the time so and then of course in California right now there's just smoke everywhere so
2: right I heard yeah or even
3: more inside and I'm like no I need to see the trees
2: right right it's like murder hornets and now like those photos out of San Francisco and everything like what's happening <laughs> yeah, <there you> go. <laughs> oh my god Kyle I do want to ask you and that's probably where you are I don't know Kyle but in addition to sure. being a third of east of June uh you are an amazing creative uh creative you have an amazing creative agency you've won a bunch of awards thank you in, in research the most beautiful websites i've ever seen in my life you've won like gold winner for best packaging for video games i guess my question kyle is when do you sleep
3: <laughs> he doesn't <laughs> not
0: often dude to be to be totally honest with you um although i have found i mean i just i had like an insane work ethic since i was probably like 15 16 years old and uh it's only been probably the last like three or four years that I've learned to like slow down a little bit when 6 p.m. rolls around. I kind of like call it a day. Right. But, uh, you know, I don't I honestly don't really know holidays except for like the last two weeks of December when like the industry just shuts down. That's like the only holiday I know. Like people go, it's late. Like, really? I have no idea.
2: <laughs> right. That's cool. That's that, that's great. Uh, and Dirk. I want to ask. I mean, introduce Dirk to the audience. Obviously, Dirk, you have a permanent mark in rock history as a founding member of Incubus. But let's sidestep that for a second, Dirk. Uh, um, There's an urban legend about your name. I just want to, you know, the moniker that you choose. uh, You know, is, 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 is the rumor true of where it came from? Can you clarify?
1: Well. I wanna, I'm gonna go back one, just a split second. I may yeah. have a mark in rock history. It's up for debate whether or not it's a black mark next to my name, like <laughs> this kind of thing. Um, look, I when I was really young and and getting into music, everybody that I was like kind of into in, in in the mid to late eighties and like metal and stuff like that, they all have fake names. Everybody had a fake name. So right. I decided that I, I needed a fake name, and, and what name exuded more rock star sexuality than the name Dirk Lance? It just pretty good. It just screams penis. <laughs> I mean, like Dirk Diggler, yeah. almost. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And so, like, shortly after, kind of coming up with that, Boogie Nights comes out, and, and, and you know, suddenly it's a it's a thing. But look, <laughs> we all make dumb choices when we were like, you know, eighteen years old. So it seemed like a good idea at the time and i'm too
2: lazy to to change it at this point but. yeah no at this point that's uh, that's your domain yeah clarify is who i am okay that's awesome and okay kyle and emily i have to ask you something that's never been asked before i'm sure i'm the first one to ask about the bumble story right <laughs> um, yeah yeah I'm on original there but god damn it it's so it's so it's so good that story I mean it's almost like one of those movies yeah, in the yeah. 90s with Tom Hanks and and you know when Harry met Sally it's it's fantastic um you guys I met see. on Bumble just to tell my audience you guys met on Bumble um but who reached out to who what is the first line there Kyle how did it happen
0: it's funny I actually well so Dirk and I had been working on this project and we had some demo ideas and things and we were looking for a female singer and I literally had put it on my vision board to like find female singer and I literally remember like hearing a little voice in my head just say like be open however that sort of presents itself interesting and I think it was literally like New Year's Day or January 2nd because I actually went back and looked at the email response that Emily had sent me but I saw her on Bumble and I was just like oh she sings oh she has her website I didn't even like The whole swipe right thing was more like nice for the press release. I literally don't even know if I did that. I just found her her website, listened to her music, and she had a little email form. So I sent her a note and uh, she replied in like a couple of days and we had a little chat on the phone. And it was really cool. We had a really good conversation. And I think the thing that drew me to her the most was she had no aspirations of of, like really being a pop star. She was all about the songwriting. I love that. Yeah. We talked about like Fleetwood Mac was like a band we really connected about. Love And it. so, you know, I sent her like a couple of demos It was funny at the end of the call. She was like, if you remember, I think she was like, so how'd you find me? Yeah. <laughs> and I was just very honest and transparent. I was like, honestly, I found you on Bumble, but you know, to be straight up, like, I'm not going to hit on you. I'm not going to ask you out. If you want to work, then like, let's get to work. See,
1: yeah. the, better, the better part of this story would be finding out <laughs> once and for all, if you guys actually did swipe on each other, or if you're both just like, oh God, no. Yeah, you know? yeah.
3: See, I like... I downloaded the app. I think for like five minutes, and then I do some swipes, and I'm like, oh, Ugh. I hate this." So, <laughs> I don't even real. I don't even know if I realized that like I still had my profile, but good thing I did. So yeah,
2: absolutely. No, I- I'm with Dirk though. When you guys, w- you know, when Kyle markets uh, the-, the the pilot and sells the TV show, you guys should keep it, you know, a little flexible. Uh, <laughs> a little.
0: You actually had a great idea there. I was like, we could totally sell this. You know, we could get a script option for like a rom com
2: oh yeah absolutely people would eat <laughs> it up we need, need that yeah. yeah and you mentioned Fleetwood Mac I think I read another of your mutual influences he's one of the friends of our show he's been here a couple of times John Oates of Holland Oates oh no way yeah yeah I don't know what he loves talking to me but yeah like that's awesome what what other influences do you guys uh do you guys uh, have with each other
3: so many um uh, yeah. like I it's funny because like we all love different artists and we're inspired by different uh bands and everything but yet at the same time it kind of you mesh them all together and it works so yeah i mean i kind of more love all the contemporary songwriters and um new people that are coming out like uh lennon stella and of course billy eilish and all those people and right and then Kyle, i know you're like you know mr 80s so <laughs>
0: Yeah, I mean, you know, I'm really into, my, my taste is pretty broad. I think mainly just growing up as a guitar player, my earliest teachers were always like, you've got to listen to as much music as possible to just be a more well-rounded, you know, player. But as far as like newer stuff that I'm into, I'm into everything from like Chelsea Wolfe to like, you know, Depeche Mode to like Slayer to, you know, Jay-Z, like old hip-hop, like Tribe Called Quest yeah. and Public Enemy. I worked in hip hop for a long time um, house music like I'm into a lot of like drum and bass on uh, you know house and techno and that kind of stuff but I think that's why East of June you can go from like rebel to something like little bird because we have so many just like flavors that we all dig and it's kind of like what you get is the three of us all coming from sort of like different angles and that's what makes the sound unique.
2: Yeah, the chemistry is obviously there. Uh, I I can't pinpoint how, but it's it's clearly there. Um, <laughs> no one can. No one knows. <laughs> no, it's it's amazing. It's amazing. You know, but but Dirk, I want to ask you. Um, you know, okay. So you were working with Kyle. He was kind of asking for feedback on his music, and then Emily comes in. Uh, but like, when is like the aha moment where it's like, man, this is really good chemistry. There's a really good flow here. There, there was a, a
1: pivot point where we originally thought what we were going to do is we were kind of just going to write songs together and produce the songs up to a certain level and then kind of put it out there in the world for somebody else to probably finish, you know, just be a songwriting yeah. team. Um, and as, as we got more and more involved in the actual production, we couldn't seem to let them go they kept getting produced to a point where it was like, okay, this is ready to actually be released. And then yeah. I know for me, I kept looking over at her. and been like, wow, maybe she should just be the singer of a band. Maybe we should be the band. Maybe we should be a band. Okay, why don't we, <laughs> why don't we, be, why don't we be a band? Because there was no plans on doing that. I had, you know, having spent so much time on tour and, and being in and around bands, it is a, it's a fucked up lifestyle. I mean, you come to hate each other. So I was trying to, like, avoid that at all costs,
0: but- <laughs> at, least, at least we I, know where the path we're headed.
1: <laughs> yeah, well, no, i like to think that after, you know, 25 years kind of associated in the business, I've, I've learned some of the pitfalls and am, am able to try and, you know, bring a little bit more experience and patience, just being a little bit older into the whole thing. And then, you know, the idea is, okay, we weren't a band that had developed a sound. We were kind of making it up as we went along and it could be anything that we wanted it to be. So that yeah. is what feeds into the, the flexibility in songwriting. It, it all starts, is there a song there? Is it a good song? What does it sound like? What could it sound like? And then once it kind of runs through the filter of the three of us as East of June, it always comes out sounding different because we're still figuring out who we wanna be. Mm-hmm. And the best part of that, a process like that is, you don't have 10 years of going on oh, this type of band. I have to stay in this kind of narrow lane, you know, you right. get to do whatever you want. And that's how you get Rebel on one hand, Little Bird on the other and a whole bunch of stuff kind of in between. And between, God yeah. only knows what the, the next set of tunes is going to end up sounding like.
2: Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, I got a chance to preview some of them and, you know, really good stuff. Uh, but I'll, I'll leave that to you guys. Um, yeah, but I, th- I think that you guys are starting from the right principles, which is the good, the good songwriting, right? Like when you take a song like Revel, I am my own worst contender. I wear my shield and my armor, not picking sides because they're both mine. Like, look, every song that I dissected guys, like the songwriting is spectacular. So that's like a value that like the sound almost is complimentary, right? You have the good song for sure. Um, yeah, so I want to talk about Little Bird which you guys released recently and I want to talk to Kyle about it. Um, I want to talk to all of you guys about it, but first, Kyle, you started writing this song in April, right? In uh, from from what from uh, from what we researched during early quarantine. But the song is like so. You clearly were in a right mind space, like you were in a quiet mind space, and it seems like when you did it, the world was opposite of a quiet mind space. Does that make sense? That's when everyone was panicking the most. Um, what was going on in your mind? How did you get to that like zen level?
0: Honestly, it. Uh... I mean, literally. I mean, it was actually March. I want to say it was the first week of March. Even
2: worse. Bad. Yeah.
0: It's kind of an interesting story because I I was actually suffering from a migraine headache like the weekend. I, for me, like the day of quarantine is basically, or I should say, the, the 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 pivot point when the world went to shit was when the NBA shut down. I think oh, yeah. Was, yeah, yeah. Like, the entire world kind of took notice of this was like real. The weekend prior, I had like a bad migraine headache, and I went driving in my neighborhood, trying to find some headache medicine. And all this, like the stores were fine, except like all the Excedrin and Tylenol, the pills were just cleared out. And so I was like, oh man, everyone's like starting to panic right now. So I actually, the next day, I think I got up and did some grocery shopping and just kind of got prepared. Cause I had a feeling that like something was gonna shift. And then sure enough, like three days later was when, uh, you know, Rudy Gobert for the Jazz came down with it. Right, right. And uh, you know, we, we had just launched the band in, in October. I mean, granted, we've been working behind the scenes for a couple of years, and uh, you know, Dirk and I, even like three years prior to that, you know, before we even got to that point. And it was like we, we felt like we had this momentum, we knew what, what our release schedule was gonna look like. We had ambitions of maybe doing a record by the end of the year. And then it was like everything just kind of stopped. And I'm just such a like resilient person and I'm incredibly like persistent. Um, and I kind of just sat to myself, I was like, you know what? Like, this cannot like derail us. Maybe I should just like write something like really simple and cool that we could just easily do at home and not have to worry about getting live drums in a professional studio and all this stuff. we I mean, do something kind of acoustic and simple and I live in like a little town like north of Los Angeles that's already kind of out in the in the, in the trees with the squirrels and the cool. coyotes and everything and I just went out on the porch and grabbed my acoustic and I just kind of just started noodling and Kind of stumbled upon something and I kind of just kept noodling on it. And I was like, okay, what's this? And I just sit there and practice it. And it it was just kind of like, I don't know, it was just where I I was just like finding my own little, like private little space to kind of deal with everything going on around me. And that was when I kind of showed it to the band and, you know, Mm -hmm. had the basic idea. And then Smidge really kind of took it from there and was like, you know, let me go come up with something. And then
2: amazing. That's true. Yeah, that that, that speaks really well of your, your, you know, your mind space. I think most people, when they would have bought bought the Tylenol or whatever, they would have gone directly to buy toilet paper, like, you know, freaking out, like probably everybody else, right?
0: Yeah, no, I I went and grabbed my guitar.
2: (laughs) Yeah, smart, 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 more useful. Emily, um, I want to ask you also about the song. You know, it's obviously a beautiful concept of a song. You know, it's a a ritual in maturing, if you will, the the little bird leaving the nest, uh, you know, to college or or to whatever you want to interpret it as. You're an only child, Emily, so I want to ask you, you know, how did you get into this? Um, so vivid, in so such detail, such rich detail, uh, when, when when you when you perform this song of the um, of, of the bird leaving the nest.
3: Yeah, um, I guess I kind of. So I, my parents are divorced, and my dad mm-hmm. remarried, so I had my stepmom, and then they divorced later, and now I have his uh current wife so i feel like sometimes i have three moms (laughs) so i sometimes feel like i'm like surrounded by parents um i guess and so it's kind of easy for me to sort of understand like growing up like i very much connected with adults yeah Um, so i think just kind of that understanding of like taking both sides of the coin and from my perspective kind of you know at different points in my life, being a little, you know, weary or scared about like jumping forward in the next chapter, um, going out on my own and then just kind of also-
1: Swiping right. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
3: um, and then also just knowing that like from my parents' point of view, um, you know, it's like, we love you and we want you to stay, but we also need you to get the heck out. So, <laughs>
2: right.
3: so I feel like, I, I don't know, I just kind of like, wanted to show that side of it having i'm not a parent yet but i feel like i know that sort of idea just coming from both sides and and then i finally moved out on my own and it was just like you know everything's gonna be fun like you're gonna figure it out like you know so it's yeah just that heartwarming side of it too
2: yeah it's super heartwarming and dirk i want to ask you obviously incubus was kind of an underdog uh dirk uh, At the beginning, especially, you know, before Make Yourself, you kind of had that chip on your shoulder. Um, I'm wondering, I kind of see some similarities, but I wanted to ask you if I'm crazy uh, with East of June, because you have the goods, you have the talent, you have the songwriting, you have the drive. Are there any similarities with that, like, underdog mentality?
1: Well, I mean, the business has changed, you know, if... If I knew then what I know now, I'm not so sure I would have gone through that entire process because you, but that's the beauty of not being able to tell an 18 year old kid like, yeah, chances are you're not going to succeed. They don't want to hear it. So we just did it blindly and worked really hard at it because we didn't know any better. You grow up and when you really know just how stacked against you the deck is in terms of catching lightning in a bottle and having it happen twice, um, I mean, it's, It's a little wary and I I think that, you know, you kind of have to temper your expectations about the chances of success. But at the same time, I'd like to think that I've learned a few things along the way about what's important. And it's not so much the destination as it is the journey. Like, can can you be smart about what you're doing but at the same time really enjoy the process, really enjoy the music that you're making? And I think as long as you do it, it's, it's not quite the same type of work that it would be. Um, Ignorance is bliss when you're young, that's for sure. Um, And the advice that I'd give to somebody else starting out now is probably don't. But at the same time, I'm I'm stubborn and I don't listen to fucking anybody. So if I decide that I'm gonna do it, I'm just gonna do it. And I don't know that it's as much an underdog mentality as it's just like, look, I can't be bothered to, to, let somebody else's naysaying about the chances of success or whether or not it's going to work, whether or not they even like it really affect the decision-making process as to whether or not it, it brings joy to me. So right. I write the songs or we write the songs that we like, fuck them if they can't take a joke. And it, you know, it's as much for us as anybody else. So, if that's kind of where your art's coming from, it's hard to go wrong. Yeah. Because it's just, you know, it's, it's an authentic representation, at least, of my attitude
2: about music and the world, if you will. Absolutely. My God. Drop the mic there with that answer. I love it. It's true. <laughs> yeah. Amazing!
1: Punch this finger! <laughs> drop the mic!
2: Exactly. Oh gosh, you guys have been so generous with your time, Kyle. I want to ask you guys, what's next for your band? Obviously, there's been no touring. Um, we hope that you know uh, it'll be here sooner rather than later. Like, what what's on your um, eight month, six month kind of like tentative yeah, plan? Kyle, for the band? what's about to happen?
0: <laughs> what are we What are we allowed to announce today? Uh, <laughs> I mean, we've certainly uh, been—we've been working up. We we know that uh, playing shows in person is not going to be an option anytime soon, but we have been rehearsing uh, behind the scenes, putting together a band. um, You know, possibly for some live streaming stuff, and if like you know a vaccine just magically appears and you know venues open up and we'll be able to you know take advantage of that. We're yeah working really hard on music honestly I mean we we've really taken the time that uh, everything's kind of been on lockdown we we've We've got our own little bubble within the band, which is basically the band our significant others, children pets, whatever and um, we've been we've been writing and recording new music so we've we've actually got a slate of stuff that we finished that just hasn't been released yet. Mm-hmm. We're continuing to work on new stuff and I think just really kind of like form the band and what that potential live experience is gonna you know feel like
2: it's gonna be amazing. It's gonna be phenomenal, guys. Guys, I'll let you get on with your weekend. Uh, you've been more than generous with your time and, and you have been phenomenal. And congratulations again, guys. Your music really is fantastic. And I, and, I, and I double down on that. Like the songwriting is A plus, guys. And that's what we love, guys. Congratulations. I appreciate it. Thank, Thank
1: you so much. Stay safe yeah, out there uh, in Florida. Absolutely.
2: All right, Emily, Dirk. A- Emily, if I'm in trouble in Sedona, I don't know. I'm gonna blame it on you. I'm gonna say like, <laughs> I don't <laughs> know let what just bye. happened there. <laughs> All right, bye, guys. Bye, bye take care.
0: You've been listening to J-Rod Concerts the Podcast with Jamie Rodriguez.